Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, why don't you take a seat in the house of God this morning. It's so good to see it full, front to back, side to side. And God is in our midst here today. Amen. And we're going to celebrate with the communion service here this morning. A little later in the service, uh, we're going to present the emblems and take a moment here together. Uh, team, why don't you take a seat? Love you and thank you so much. Now, here's the thing. The cross conquers many significant things. Sickness, sin, poverty, like monumental things. But as I prepared for this word today, I felt the Lord speak to my heart and, and remind me that he, the cross also conquers loneliness of all things. Now, Colossians 2.15 says that God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them, triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross, like a monumental work that day on the cross. But sometimes... It's the little things that niggle and undermine us. And today I felt to draw attention to how the cross also conquers loneliness. Now, you know, sometimes we're physically alone. Sometimes we're socially alone, even though we find ourselves in a vast gathering of people. There can be hundreds of people in the room, but sometimes we can find ourselves very alone. And other times, we find ourselves alone in carrying a unique burden, one that only our heart and God himself would witness and know, one that we can't even utter uh, to another human person. But God knows those unique burdens that we carry, and we're not alone in carrying them. He is with us, and his presence comes to accompany us for this life, right? One of the greatest outcomes of the cross is we need never be alone for God's presence becomes accessible to us all. Amen? Right? One of the greatest outcomes. You know, I was just walking the river recently, the Parramatta River. It's where I go just to pray sometimes. And I, as I was walking along and just sh uh, sharing the burdens that I carry sometimes and... Um, I just felt as I was walking and conversing with God along the river there, I just felt that presence that comes, that reaffirming, that reassuring presence that comes just to remind me, Nat, you're doing okay, you've got this, Nat, I'm with you, Nat. Now, the reality is that that presence is available to us all today because of the cross, once upon a time, his presence was housed in a temple made by man. These days, when, when the veil was torn and his presence was released from that captive place, it became accessible. It covered the earth. It reaches out to the four corners of the earth for every single human being. No one is exempt from the presence of Jesus Christ. No one is exempt from his peace. He's ever available for us all. Amen? Amen. Now, here's the reality. Most of my life, I have been a devout pursuer of the presence of God. I, I love the Lord with all my heart. I was born into the house of God. I was raised in the house of God. But when I was 16, I discovered something about the presence of God. It's not just available to those that are born into the house of God. It readily pursues those that sit on the outside of the house of God, that are outside relationship with him. When I was 16 years old, I was on exchange in Germany. And I think of this story most 
most Easter's because I'm reminded of a time in my life where I wasn't readily pursuing the presence of God. In fact, I decided to look over the other side of the fence. I was, um, I've, I've always been a... Uh, uh, an interested person. I, I want to see, I'm a, I'm a tactile learner. I want to see for myself. So I wanted to look over the other side and see what I can find there. And just let me tell you from the onset, I quickly found there was no depth, there was no substance, there was no satisfaction in anything the world could offer. But there was a brief fleeting moment where I wasn't looking for that presence. I wanted to see what was over there. And in that time, I was on exchange in Germany, and there was a, a very difficult health situation that struck our family. My dad was way back in Australia. He had a, a, actually a, a very a significant heart attack and needed to go through major heart surgery. And he was all the way back there, and I was all the way on the other side of the world. I never felt so alone. I probably still have never felt so alone as I did as a little girl on the other side of the world with, with this trauma striking my family back there but what I discovered in that moment is even when we don't pursue the presence of God his presence nevertheless pursues us and I was sitting in my room in my little exchange room and I just discovered the news and I went and sat on my bed and the same presence that comes to me when I walk the river and call out to him, and the same presence that I feel in this auditorium this morning, that same presence came to be with me in that moment right then and right there. No one is exempt of his presence. He will go to the four corners of the earth to find the one. It's his very nature. So don't be discouraged when you, your heart is burdened for your friends and your family that seemed estranged from relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, his presence is pursuing them like nothing else, pursuing them and it will not give up. It's relentless. Romans tell us nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen. Amen. We cannot escape his gaze. Um, I want to bring up an image here this morning, a sketch done by a friend of ours, Mr. G, who's a, um, an artist in our midst. And I just want to remind us here today that even when the ocean is swirling around us and we're, and we're void of life and we're beyond hope seemingly, that he is still there in our midst. This picture is called um, Carried in the Storm. And this is the very nature of God. Even at our, at our most despondent moments, he lifts us up and he carries us. He undergirds us and he sustains us. He will never leave us or forsake us. In him, we are never alone. You know, man may turn and, and reject and walk in the opposite direction, but he is steadfast. In him, we will never be alone. I just want to keep that image up here this morning and just read some scriptures over you just to feed your heart here this morning and encourage you that you are truly never alone in the presence of God. John 1, Josh 1, 5 says, The Lord says to Joshua, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Psalm 23, 4 says, Yes, though I walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort me. Deuteronomy 31, 6, Be strong and courageous and firm. 
fear not, nor be in terror before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. And finally, in Psalm 27:10, although my father and my mother have forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. Truly, in Christ, we are never alone, my friends. But truly, I, I, I bring loneliness to the light today because in this modern age, loneliness is one of the most crippling uh, things that can come and undermine us. I'm sure we have all tasted it of some point in our life that terrible sense of loneliness. And we're in a community of, of high migration, whether it be from nation to nation, from interstate, uh, even from area to area, we can find ourselves leaving our family, leaving that network that we know, coming into deep waters and having to rebuild community. And can I just remind us, it's not easy to build community. Uh, it takes incredible um, tenacity, actually, to keep putting yourself out there and looking out and building bridges. Let's be that place that builds community beyond Sunday, that draws people in and hosts them, validating their existence so they don't feel overlooked, but they feel seen when they walk into the house of God. Let's be those people. You know, it's important to remember what it feels like to be the awkward fringe person, because if we forget, we, forget, we stop seeing them. So it's important to remember what it feels like so that we can continue to see them as they walk into the house of God. And what was interesting in that whole German trip that I was telling you about when I was a young exchange student, uh, I was um, hosted by an atheist family and they, um, they actually challenged me. They tried to debate with me for my faith and I felt quite isolated within their home. And I'd had the news of my father back in Australia and it was Christmas time and I was apart from my family. And I remember I hopped on two buses and I found this teeny tiny church out in the suburbs. And I, I walked in early and I was sort of having music practice and I sat in a little pew up the back. And um, obviously I could speak German, but it was still, I was a teenager, it was still formulating. And as I slid into the back pew, one of the uh, leaders came and sat alongside me and uh, offered to translate the service for me that day. And it was naturally the Christmas story. And as I sat there and this friend translated, I was in a foreign land. I was estranged from my family, but in the house of God, in the presence of God, with somebody helping to make it feel like home, I found home. The first time I felt home on that entire trip was in that moment in the house of God because somebody saw me and invited me in and, and embraced me and disarmed the loneliness on that Christmas. Invite someone to sit at your table this Easter. Amen? Invite someone to sit at your table this Easter. Um, I'm going to ask the band to come up and uh, the team are going to begin to distribute communion here today. Uh, just beginning at the back, they're going to slowly make their way through here today. Like I said at the beginning, one of the greatest outcomes of the cross is we need never be alone for God's presence becomes accessible to us all. Can I show you how here today in the scriptures? Matthew 27, 50 to 51. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And at once the curtain of the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. Now the veil separated the whole 
holy of holies, the earthly dwelling place of the presence of God from the rest of the temple where men dwelt. But at this point, God moved from a temple made by human hands through the blood of Jesus to make a home in the temple of human hearts. Who is this God that would come that would move from a temple made by human hands and rather through the blood of Jesus, through that sacrifice, make home in human hearts. Amen. This is what he does. This is who he is. You know, the communion table we come around today was intended to bring two worlds together, a heavenly world and an earthly world to cross the divide so we could co-relate, so we could literally co-relate with a heavenly God and his son, John 6:33 for the bread of God is he who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world John 6:35 Jesus replied I am the bread of life he who comes to me will never be hungry and who who believes in and cleaves to me and trusts and relies on me will never thirst anymore at any time and 37 says all whom my father gives in trust to me all whom my father gives in trust to me and the one who comes to me I will most certainly not cast out I never no never reject one of them who comes to me. He never, no, never rejects one who comes to me. This is the accessible, all-inclusive nature of God's love. He is magnificent and he is mighty. And what we're going to do actually, uh, as we continue to distribute the emblems here this morning, I'm actually going to invite you to stand as you receive your emblems and the team are going to sing over us. And just take a moment with your emblems here this morning as you receive them. And as we sing this song, just to give your own gratitude to God here this morning. Lean in to his presence here this morning. In Jesus' mighty name.
encourage you right now to take the bread and to take the cup and partake in remembrance of that great sacrifice and that magnificent day and the outcome of that work, freedom, freedom to its fullness. Lord, we thank you for that grand intervention for all of mankind, that not one escapes your gaze, that not one should perish, that all should have everlasting life and that all should have life to the fullness. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, friends, what I want you to do once you've partaken here today is just pass your cup to the end of the row and our team is going to come and collect that here this morning. But before we close this meeting, the most important moment, the grandest moment, I want to remind you that in Luke, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. It seems that just as we need to be validated and acknowledged and have our presence known and, and feel felt and known and that we have a purpose to be on this earth, that Jesus also, that God also would like to be remembered, would like to be acknowledged. This morning, I would like you to acknowledge that He is in pursuit of you, that He sees you, that He's calling you. Maybe you have never prayed a prayer before that just says, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord, be my Saviour. Or maybe you've drifted, you've found yourself disconnected from Christ and you need to re-engage with Him here today. You know, better to return a thousand times than never to return at all. Don't drift into apathy. Don't assume that everything as is as it should be. Rather, take a step, make a declaration and respond here today. I want to lead you in prayer today to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. If you've never prayed that prayer before, if you need to reconnect with Him here in this place today, or if for whatever reason you're uncertain and you want to be certain in this place today, He said, do this in remembrance of me. He wanted to be remembered. He wants to be acknowledged. He's pursuing relationship with us. Now it's our turn to respond to Him. To this morning is about responding to Him and saying, I know that you're looking for me. I know that you want me. And, and acknowledging I need Him. I need to be in sync with Him. I need to run with Him. I need to know Him. I need a relationship that is legit. There are autopilot relationships and then there are legit relationships. And I want to call you from an autopilot one into a legit one today. If you need a crossover, if you've drifted, then today I want to pray with you, my friend. So right across this room, just lift your hand up nice and high. I'm going to see your hand. I see your hand. That's wonderful. I see your hand. Who else is there here today? There are at least a dozen people in this room. Lift your hand up nice and high right across this room. I'm going to see your hand and I'm going to pray with you today. If you've drifted out of relationship with Him, then acknowledge Him today. Today is about acknowledging Him. It's about remembering Him because He has never stopped seeing you. He's never stopped pursuing you. Maybe you've switched off. Maybe you've grown cool. But let me tell you, His red hot pursuit of you has never grown cool. It has never switched off. It has always been tirelessly, tirelessly pursuing you to the ends of the earth. So if you need to pray with me here today, 
If you're wrestling in your heart, then lift your hand and I'll see you today. And I'm going to pray with you. I see your hand that you would know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, that you would know the peace that comes from being in relationship with Him. Just lift your hand up nice and high. If you've drifted, you've disconnected and you need to come back today, lift your hand and I'm going to see you and I see your hand. And in a moment, in a heartbeat, are recovered in a moment in a heartbeat they're recovered in a moment as we acknowledge him and receive him in this place today if you're wrestling if you're unsure just lift your hand and I'll see and I'll pray with you here today right across this room 100% confident that you could lay down and sleep at night and know that he's with you that he's got you that you're in right standing with him in this place today. Everyone that's lifted your hands, what I'm going to ask you to do is to come and meet me. I would love to clamber across the seats. I would clamber across the seats to pray with you here today, but it would be a little bit more elegant. You'd rather, you could come and meet me down on the altar today and we could pray together. And I just believe as these people are coming out of their seats, there are others, there are others that actually want to be included here today. And so I encourage you just to throw off the intimidation, throw off the uncertainty and just get up out of your seats right now. Get up out of your seats right now and come and stand right here along this brave couple today and we'll pray with you and we'll pray with you and in a moment everything changes in a moment god bless you beautiful people did she raise her hand that's wonderful it's beautiful well done my friends that's awesome that's wonderful and if there's anyone else even if you just pray and believe in your heart that is what really matters. Pray and declare and believe in your heart. He sees, he knows. What I'd like you to do is repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, please come into my heart. Wash me clean. Lift my burdens. Help me follow you. Fill me with your peace and your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well done, my friends. Thank you for responding today. It's a game changer today. This is a game changer today. Thank you, Lord, for intervening for this couple. Thank you, Lord, this couple is called not to an ordinary existence. They're called to walk in sync with their heavenly Father. They're called to represent Him in this earth. I thank you, Lord, you take them from strength to strength. I thank you, Lord, for a quick turn of events. I thank you things won't labour for a quick turn of events, a quick recovery in their finances, in their business, in their relationships. I thank the blood of Jesus covers all these areas, recovers them, Lord, as they align with their heavenly Father. Bless them, fill them with your spirit, the increase of prosperity over this couple in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful little girl. Thank you, Lord, you call her to yourself. Thank you, Jesus, that she knows your presence and she knows your name and that she will know your power also in her life. Fill her, Holy Spirit. Fill her, Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Lord, for this beautiful girl and this great woman. I thank you, Lord, you receive them here today. You take them. You take them, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Fill them, Lord. Fill them, Lord, with your peace. Fill them, Lord, with your power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, friends, we would like to take a moment with you and give you a Bible.
answer some questions and pray with you today. So just behind you is someone that's going to just chat with you and, and host you for a moment, okay? Can we just honour these people that have made this magnificent decision here in this place this morning? God is so good. Everyone matters. Everyone matters. Everyone matters. Everyone matters. That little girl really matters. She really matters. She's something special. She is something special, that little darling. Look at her, brave little soul. She's wonderful. And God is so good and he's in our midst here today. And I just want to remind you, if you feel the taint of loneliness, let me remind you that the presence of God, there is nowhere he can't go. There is nowhere he can't reach you and strengthen you. And though sometimes we carry burdens that no one else will understand, he gets it. He knows you. He knows your story. And he is with you to strengthen you here today. So why don't you just lift your hands in the presence of God. Lord, I thank you. You fill every cup overflowing. I thank you, Lord. You disarm the, the, the pain of loneliness. You disarm it in this place. You strengthen hearts with your presence. You strengthen hearts with your peace in this place today. Holy worship you, Lord. Jesus Christ, oh God. 